hungry beings of all ages. Coat yourselves in a fine layer of grease. Question not whether tis robusta or arabica. And be sure to save room for a chocolate egg cream. I'm going to do that one again. Be sure to save room for a chocolate egg cream. Because it's time to talk tall to me. You know, I never had a chocolate egg cream until I went to school on Long Island. That's what'll do it to you. Well, they, their their diner their their diner sitch is much more on point than upstate New York. So, I, I think we'll probably talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. I am Nick McGill. And I am Omen Said. We are Feckless Moms. And this is Talk Tall to Me, a late-night meal in the working-class neighborhood of Prague Rock, where Nick and I will order everything off the tall menu in a desperate attempt to fill the dark, hungry void within our souls. We got your disco fries. We got your shit on a shingle. We got your <laughs> bottom-of-the-barrel tar coffee all to keep you refreshed and rejuvenated to get through the next three years of Talk Tall to Me. That's right. From the tater tots of Benefit (laughs) through the chicken fried steak of Songs from the Wood, all the way to the glorious milkshake of Stormwatch, Nick and I will be with you as we are all served by the surly middle-aged waitress that is Ian Anderson. She got kids at home. She gotta. She gotta. She gotta get get through the. She gotta get through her shift to get home, go to sleep, pay for her school bills. And she doesn't want none of your lip. No, you'll you'll drink the coffee and you'll like it. That's right. She will call you honey, but it it'll sound like a threat somehow. Oh yeah, it's it's the it, mm, yeah. But you'll still feel obliged to tip her well. Oh, you will tip her. So Nick, Omen. What do we have the pleasure of talking tall about this fine morning? As if the listeners couldn't tell based on the <laughs> the, the 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 spasm of of diner jargon here. Uh, we mm-hmm. are talking about Paradise Steakhouse. Ooh boy. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been hankering for this song for a while. That's right. Get a change of clothes. We'll dive right in. We'll come back <laughs> after we take a shower. Shall we have a listen? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'd like to take you to the edge of every morning On a magic island down to a window chair Nick McGill. Homan Sade. That, that is quite a song. I, I think we've we've made it clear that we both are terribly fond of this song yeah i i have always had a a real soft spot for this song and it's you know ever since i ever since i heard it it's always been one of my really one of my favorites what what about it what about it without getting too much into content lyric music etc can you just give me like a brief over overview of what what draws you to this song it's a vibe, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's accurate. That's good. That's it really, really good. it's there, there's a feeling, there's a feeling to it that I that I appreciate, I jive with, and mm-hmm. that I, on some level, 
relate to. Okay. I think that it it speaks to. Wow, it's hard to talk about this without talking about the content. I know, right? That it, it, it speaks to a set of experiences that I had that were fundamental in my younger life. Okay. Well, let's. Can we get into that? Is is that? Oh my God! Please, can we? <laughs> so let's get into that. Okay. So Nick, what is the song about? <laughs> I think. What is the Paradise Steakhouse? I think this is Satan singing this song in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Huh. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah, I think he's he's saying welcome to hell baby essentially. Wow. Nick McGill coming out <laughs> coming out with the strong concepts here. <laughs> so so you are clearly shocked by this this revelation. Well, what yeah. what does it mean to you? What do you see? Well, I had forgotten to relate it to, because mm. you know the, the the idea of all this music being being associated with a film is is relatively new information to me. Yeah, right. Where, whereas the first time I heard the song was, you know, almost twenty years ago, probably. Yeah, yeah, eight, eighteen at least. And so I have always imagined the Paradise Steakhouse as a an all night twenty four hour diner. Uh-huh. Somewhere on the on the side of a highway, in a in a possibly industrial area, yeah, of the soul, <laughs> of the soul, yeah, yes, an industrial area, maybe a post-industrial area of the soul. Okay, near the spleen. The soul. So the soul is physically in your body, even though it's the soul. I I hope it is. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. And and for me, you know, using Nick our our training in Shakespearean text analysis, mm-hmm. I think it's easy to pull out a number of references that that firmly set this in the world of the American diner, right? Chrome, coffee, window seat. Go, go on. No, that's all I. No, that's, that's all it. I got. Steakhouse. Steak. So steakhouse. Cooking and eating imagery. Oh yeah, that's the obvious one. Now there is an actual business called the the Paradise Grill and Steakhouse oh. in in Munson, Montana. Okay, and it won the Best of Munson <laughs> two years running, should, 2017, 2018, 2019. Should probably be called the Only of Munson. The <laughs> the Mun. It's Munson. It's Munson. But I don't think that. I don't think this song is about that. Probably no relation. My, and I do want to circle back to your devil idea because I'm super, super fascinated by this. And I think that it actually illuminates a lot of the stuff that I was confused about in this song. But on face value, if we don't take it with the with the notion of the film, which is mm-hmm. how most people would interact with it, I think this song is about being at a 24-hour diner and and sort of that that timelessness that happens when you're mm. at the diner and mm. it's like 3 a.m. You're exhausted. And and God knows why you're awake. <laughs> yeah. You just finished cramming f- for finals or something like that. Generally, yeah, that absolutely. was why, why we went to diners. Or you just got out of a show. Yeah, or, or finished playing D&D, you know. Or you have massive crippling insomnia all appropriate for for both of our college lives i believe right 
Yeah. Or, you know, a little a uh, little bit of all of the above. Yeah. And, and you know, you go there and you sort of, you know, before entering, you're like, oh, I'm the only living soul in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then you go in and it's bustling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all kinds of there's, you know, there's life in there and it's dark outside and you sort of just have this like weird it's almost like being, you know, this sort of timeless feeling that you get when you're in an airport and you're like, what is, mm-hmm. what is the clock? Eh, yeah. Nothing, nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. You enter this, this kind of temporal bubble of, of stuff never slows down. Exactly. Take a seat inside the sticky zone. Ugh. So that's what it means to, to me. And I, you know, diners for... Anyone who may not be familiar are this kind of institution in America, predominantly on the northeast coast, southeast coast, and in the Midwest, as as a as a person whose whose career has resulted in some late nights, I have spent many um many an hour at the diners of various kinds. So this so this song yeah. is just just a kind of a representation of a diner then is that really no is that, okay so it's that plus a kind of bizarre food related predatory sexual stalking of the late night hours yeah our 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 narrator our our main character is clearly they're it's all about food. There's there's a hunger there that goes beyond just let's let's go get a plate of chicken fingers, you know. It's <laughs> it's about it's about eating the direct object the person that the narrator is speaking of desire. to cons- consuming. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that Nick is where I think that your idea of the devil makes so much sense and actually yeah. relieves the song of something that potentially is really creepy. I mean, not that the devil isn't creepy, yeah. but it's sort of like if it's the devil saying it, you know, fair enough. Right, right. Yeah, the, the the devil can get away with with all of it because because the devil. But if it's late night Joey talking this kind of talk. Yeah, as opposed to being some creeper sexual predator. It's just the devil. It's just the devil. That's all right. That's fine. Now, Nick, before we get deeper into the devil's kitchen, I do want to talk about the title, The Paradise Steakhouse. Okay. I just want to bring a little bit of regional and historical perspective here. Because I think we're both agreed that it is a diner. Yes. Yeah. So, again, some of our listeners may be intimately familiar with the workings and traditions of diners. Mm -hmm. But for any of of us who aren't, it's a tradition that goes back many years in the U.S. It was, I think, the actual predecessor may have actually been invented in England. Oh, cool. And it was basically a converted railroad car. Mm, okay. That makes a lot of sense for how they look here in the States. Exactly. Which is why, in, and in fact, in Auburn, New York, there's a great example of, of a diner that I think actually was a railroad car. The, the Hunter Dinerant? Yeah, the din- the Dinerette. Diner- dinerant. It's like a diner restaurant, which, by the way, right. closed down, did not survive COVID. Did oh, will no. not open up. Yep. Oh golly, yep. that's so sad, Nick. I mean, for what it's worth, the food was terrible. Oh, don't <laughs> recommend eating there, certainly. <laughs> but, but but it's a cool thing to drive past. So so then a lot of the 
then in their heyday, they were manufactured in the same way that a mobile home would be manufactured. Mm. They were completely built. All you had to do was order one. It would arrive in your location. They could fit on a very small plot of land that, you know, may not, that wouldn't necessarily be good for anything else. Mm -hmm. And all you had to do was park it and hook up the gas and the electricity and you were open for business. That's, that makes so much sense. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, there's the, there's the mention of, of chrome yeah. in this in yeah. this song. Uh-huh. So traditionally, a lot of diners were manufactured with stainless steel exteriors, mm-hmm. and I I don't know why that is, but I my guess is just like it. You know, if you're driving late at night, they're easy to see. Yeah, my my guess is just just sheer visibility, and and when the first couple did it, it became the 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 standard for for diners totally. in general. And I think there were only a handful of manufacturers of these early diners. Mm. And so, you know, as soon as it becomes a, a standard in, in one regard, it's just as easy to do. Right. You know, it's, it's you know, everyone, everyone does it. And then specifically, I want to talk about the name. Okay. The reason that I always thought that it was a diner is because of the name, the Paradise Steakhouse. In my experience, diners often have these, like, strange kind of overblown names for what they are. Huh. Okay. In Chicago, there's a chain of diners that all are call, called the Golden Something. Hmm. There's the the Golden Nugget and the Golden Angel and the Golden Wheel, and they're like, it's almost mythological these names. Okay. And then uh, the one that I went to when I was at Sarah Lawrence was called the Argonaut. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, we went to the Argonaut. Yeah. So. That being said, I think that the description of this diner is probably inspired by Ian's travels in America in the 60s and 70s when they no doubt would have stopped at some of these establishments late at night. It's highly possible. Definitely. Now, Nick. Yeah. So, Nick. Yeah. That's a little bit of the cultural and historical context about what may have inspired this song, but let's yeah. let's look at the song itself. Yeah, Definitely. Do you want to do music? I don't really have anything musically to talk about. It's very tall sounding with a little a little extra <laughs> dirty grunge to it. Yeah. So right at the very beginning, there's something I want to highlight, which is that as the drums kind of pick up in the very, very top, which is I think the first instrument that you hear, you mm. hear Ian do this kind of, uh. Oh, okay. It's at the very, very top. It's kind of interesting. Okay, I'll uh, I'll look for it and drop it in if if I if it's even really discernible. Yeah. And then the the chunkiest gravy of a baseline is <laughs> is poured over the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Del- delicious. I'd like to take you to the edge of every morning. I think that this song has one of the best flute hooks augmented mm. by the guitar of of really any song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 has that like just does not pass the the health code inspection feel to it it it's, <laughs> yeah i i think I'm, I'm i will continue to say it like i just it feels so gosh darn 
dirty. It feels yeah dank. Yeah, yeah, in in a in a profound way. Yeah, profoundly dank. The the guitar break, Martin's first guitar break on this song, reminds me a little bit of like the style of Catfish. Oh, interesting. Okay, but I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'll 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 t- I'll take another listen to it and see. I'll, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to re-listen to it. It 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 didn't it didn't strike me as that upon just this most recent listen. But no, I'm not ruling uh, yeah, it out. I'm also you know I love I do love catfish and so every time that I hear anything similar I'm like <gasps> oh catfish. And then we have like a really interesting rollentando before the very final verse and some false endings and then that really bizarre kind of double false ending. Yeah. And that's it. What is a rollentando? A rollentando is a delicious kind of a pasta from... Oh, wait a minute. No, that's uh, something else. Rollentando is is just something that when the tempo slows down quite a bit. Oh, okay. Just a slowing down of things. I'm pretty sure. Is that not a retardando? They're different for some reason. Yeah, it's it's a, a lot like pasta, where they all have these like fancy Italian names, and more often than not, they're pretty damn similar. Aside from like a little line across this little noodle or something, and people but, and people f- die over they will, over it. Yeah, <laughs> people fight over it. Regions in Italy will destroy one another based on on whose whose pasta is more uh, appropriate. Tune in to our other podcast, Parlare Pasta a Me. Noodle Noodle with me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dish dough to me. Oh, there you go. Yep. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really all I have musically. Okay. It's a, it's a gorgeous song and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's some, it's, it's super, super Tullian, but there's something more there that takes it to the next level. And you know what I think that something is, Nick? Is it is it the noodles? In a way, it's <laughs> it's everyone's noodles. It's it's Satan. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's the it's the Satan sauce. It's it's the devil dip. Ugh. Oh my goodness! It's the Beelzebub buffet. Mephistopheles' mayonnaise. No, oh my God. Mm, mm-hmm. I've never been prouder of something coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I- yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, so it's it's are are you being facetious or are you saying it's it's the the theme of 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 the aspect of Satan and therefore it that's what brings it darker and and more kind of grittier. I think absolutely. I am I'm, I'm 100% on board with your theory, Nick. I I think it it completely makes sense for all the lyrics and even the title itself, The Paradise Steakhouse. Yeah. You know, and if you look at the structure of the song, well, first of all, because Lucifer fell from heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine the character of the devil setting up a restaurant and calling it the Paradise Steakhouse. Yeah. Like there's just something very appropriate about that. Right. And and Paradiso, Inferno, you, you can't take you can't take Satan out of out of it. Like you just can't separate Satan from the idea of heaven or hell or or even purgatory like they're all it's right. it's a great big venn diagram 
Yeah, he's he's part of the he's part of the it's one of the pillars that holds up the whole the whole structure. Yeah. And then if you look at the format of the song, the first two little stanzas, four lines each, I'd like to take you to the edge of every morning on a magic eider down to a window chair. I'd like to take you to the edge of every morning on a magic eider down to a window chair. Is very tempting and as one of one of the things that we know about Satan, Nick, is that yeah. he is he is the tempter, the great the great tempter. Yeah. Great temptinator. We start the temptations. <laughs> Gladys Knight and the Pips. We start out this song is very like it's very it's very generous. It's very there's nothing scary or 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 threatening about it. Except the bass line. Well, yes. Uh, lyrically, there's there's nothing terribly right. scary or threatening about it. Right. It sounds like, oh yeah, like okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Take take me down. Take yeah. Me, da- take me down to that paradise steakhouse. Take me down to the paradise steakhouse, where the fries are cold. Make a steakhouse. But then classic, in the third classic stanza, rhyme scheme right there. Yeah. <laughs> steakhouse. Yeah. And snake house. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the in the third stanza, we start to get a little hint of danger. S- stuff stuff being slightly awry. Try not to watch me. Just call me after darkfall. Yeah. Try not to watch me. Just call me after darkfall. Which on one level is like, yeah, like in pre pre the Satan theory, I was like, yeah, you know, you go to the Go to the diner after dark. That yeah, makes sense. yeah, and you're 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 meeting up with a sorted uh, a person with whom you're having a sorted affair or something. You know, sure. Yeah, that happens at diners. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing says nothing says romance like like a chrome diner. <laughs> yeah, romance <laughs> and also maybe drug deals. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Also, usually usually happens after darkfall. Yeah, I'll bring a whip to sow my seed. In your land, or on your land, perhaps. Yeah. I'll bring the whip to sow my seed on your land. That's quite a turn. It, it is. It is. So without Satan, that's just like super kinky. With Satan, it's like, oh yeah, Satan has a whip, of course, for the punishments. Mm-hmm. And to sow a seed of evil or of sin... Right, a seed of temptation, a seed of yeah, yeah. that's his function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think we, I don't think just like you can't take take Satan out of heaven, and that relationship, I don't think we can take the sexual out of this. I think this is supposed to be and is very much a sexual sounding, deviant sounding song. Yes, I agree, and I think, and and I think that. The subject of it, or or at least the narrator of it, being being Satan, uh, helps make that more palatable and gives it context, rather than it just being like sexy food, sexy sexy food, yum yum yum, which is like, you know, <laughs> a bit gross. You 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 missed your calling as a jingle writer, Omen. I think. Yeah, I yeah I did. You really missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of any jingles that are coming to my head that would be a, appropriate for for the radio, and none of them are. Nope. About sexy food, you're saying, or yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to try. I think we've we've. I think I think the one you just gave us was more than sufficient. Yeah. So so then we get into this eating imagery. Yeah. Like once the once the hook has been set. Yeah. As it were. Once the once you've drunk the coffee, you're you're in for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll cut you, divide you into tender pieces. No wings to fly away upon, my dear. Wow. I'll cut you, divide you into tender pieces. No wings to fly away upon, my dear. See, Nick. Yes. Yes, this is making sense. Both, no wings for you, also, no, like, that's also a thing that you can eat, so it yeah, kind of fits in. Correct. And also, and also, no wings for me, because I'm, because I have abandoned, I've been deprived of them in my, in my fall. Yeah. But also, also, if you're down here with me, you're in hell, meaning, therefore, you're not an angel, so you also do not have wings. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a little bit of a callback to old Ronnie Pilgrim, I think, who yes. said he would gladly give up his wings to go to hell to then give up the the crown in hell to go back to the real life, something like that. I thought it was I thought it was horn. Oh, no. Horn for a oh, wings, wings for, for horns, horn. horn, horn for a hat, something along those lines. Yeah. That, the hat I used to wear. Yeah. I'd So then we have, I will carve your name with care to last the years. I will carve your name with care to last the years. Which sort of makes me think, like, once you're there, you're here forever. Well, yeah, that's that's like headstone, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it could be. Or it could or it could just be like, this is your spot at the table. Mm, okay. <laughs> you're going to be eating this meal for eternity. For eternity, yeah. Yeah, so you better enjoy it. And it does go back into the diner theme. I mean, when I used to go to the Argonaut with my disreputable Sarah Lawrence friends, really none of them were disreputable. In fact, they were very nice. And they made me go out with them and have fun, even when I didn't want to, which was lovely. You know, it kind of reminds me that in that juvenile mindset, that's the sort of thing that inspires you to literally deface your surroundings, maybe even carve your name into a table somewhere. Ah, okay. And we would always go and sit at the same table. Like, of we course. had our table. Of course, yeah. And I can, I, I can imagine across the diners of the world some youths carving their name into the table as kind of a territorial, this is my spot. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. It's all. It's almost like yeah, baby, we're this is going to be our table, and no one can take it away from us. And also, you can never leave. <laughs> yeah, y- young young kids. The the thought process that young kids have just, and I was a young kid once, but it just it blows my mind. Like, yeah, this is our table. That 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 possessiveness. That that I I don't care if we if we're destroying property. I don't care if we're here for eternity in hell like this is ours 
Well, all primates are territorial. It's it's true. You you peed yeah. you peed on my leg the first time I met you. I did. Yeah. I did and and that it worked. And I'm I'm still here. No. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get into perhaps the most clear example of the most clear kind of revelation that we're in hell. I'd like to eat you. Now if we recall back to our our Dante Alighieri in the in the end of the inferno we see Satan represented with three heads each gnashing between mm. their teeth the three great betrayers. Yeah. Uh, Judas Brutus and Cassius. So the image of the devil eating someone is well established. Sure. All fire will consume you. Well, that's kind of a that's kind of a, an easy one yep. there. Roast on the spit of love, Nick. On this arrow, true. Yeah. I'd like to eat you. All fire will consume you. Roast on the spit of love. On this arrow, true. Do you want to tackle that one? We could, we could leave it to, to interpretation. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it could it could be talking about uh about a about those kebab meats. Yeah, it could. Cuz there is there is a big Greek influence in diners, especially in the northeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone on Long Island. So it could be it's not inconceivable that you might see a big a big stack of meats uh roasting on a roasting on a spit, each one perhaps the soul of a of a of a of a person who's lost their way. <laughs> yes, or that, or it's a penis. We'll go back to the, the the creeper sexual thing. Could could also be Satan's one of Satan's probably multiple manhoods. Yeah, the devil's or, ding dong ma- man manshood. <laughs> Satan's. I I don't want to. I don't want to play the analogy game on this one <laughs> or the alliteration game rather. Yeah. In the Paradise Steakhouse, yeah. I'll taste every finger, picking in the ashes till the flames rise anew. In the Paradise Steakhouse, I'll taste every finger, picking in the ashes till the flames rise anew. So that reminds me of the, I mean, that's sort of a, an image of cyclical infinity. You yeah, know, it almost yep. reminds me of the Greek myth of the guy who stole the fire. I'm going to let you work this one out on your own. Oh, it's not Pythagoras. <laughs> Pythagoras stole math from the gods. Oh, he stole math from the <laughs> Give it back. Give it back, Pythagoras. <laughs> Okay, chained. Oh, oh. Uh, he was wait, chained no, there's, to there's a mountain top. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a play about him that I'm trying to remember that I saw in London. Prometheus. There Prometheus Bound is the play. There you go. Oh. And I'm gonna go take a nap. So he so, he stole fire from the gods off of right. Olympus, gave it to the humans. The the gods right. were 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 pretty miffed about Super it. Super unhappy. Yeah. So they chained him to a mountaintop, and every mm-hmm. day 
Was it vultures? Either vultures or eagles, depending on the version and or translation. Some sort of large bird comes out, comes down, eats his liver. Right. And and it grows overnight, back. Overnight it grows, it grows back, back. And he has to suffer that, that liver eating every day for the rest of eternity. Yeah. So this is sort of a, a, a modernized version of that image, you know. I'm going to roast you over a fire and eat you until, until all that's left is your fingers and the little bits that I'm picking out of the ashes. And then I'm going to do it again. And then, yeah, you, you will be back. You will be back yeah, from, and, and I will do it again. From the ashes, you'll reconstitute yourself into a being that's capable of feeling pain. And then, yeah, over and over again the, forever. The most grotesque phoenix analogy I could think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Very delicious. Very delicious. Very good. So, Nick, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You are a, a, a known enjoyer of coffee. Correct. I have a, a mug in front of me right now. As do I. Oops, nearly got it on the microphone, but that's fine. Please, God, no. <laughs> do you like diner coffee? It's been a long time since I've been to a diner. Okay. So, and I've not been to all diners, so I cannot speak for all for for oh. all all diners. <laughs> However, okay. traditionally, the idea of of diner coffee is swill. Mm -hmm. And and that's the. That's certainly what it is, how it is perceived in kind of the public mind. Yes. At least among coffee snobs, I guess. And and there's a, there's a certain degree of pride that comes with, with diners and their coffee, I think. Yeah, it's our swill. You don't, you don't go to a diner for the, for the coffee. You don't go to the diner for good coffee. You go to the diner for coffee. But sure, not, but not definitely. for good coffee. Okay, that was a that was a brilliant evasion of my question. <laughs> well, what was the question? <laughs> do you like? Do you enjoy drinking the diner coffee? I don't. I don't hate it. I don't mind drinking diner coffee because it is yeah. part of the experience. Because it's not. It's never burnt, which is the worst kind of coffee to have. Yeah, it's never burnt. So having kind of weak watered down coffee is not the worst kind of coffee to consume. Okay. And you're usually having it after to wash down to, to wash eggs and egg, bacon. Eggs and bacon and pancakes or a greasy a greasy burger which was was my mm. usual go-to at, at the sure. diner. So so it's not it's not it's not the worst coffee I've ever had. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, thank you for that lovely trip on the roundabout of could have just <laughs> of memory. Could have, could have just said yes. What was the question? <laughs> Nick, will you open a diner and serve good coffee? And we will call it the the, the Silver Anderson. The, oh, oh, just emblazoned on the side. Beautiful. Yeah, it'll have a, a full a full chrome statue of Ian on one leg at the top. Oh yeah. Yeah, the early Anderson in in one legged pose. Yeah, definitely. And and it'll only serve Jethro Tull themed dishes. <gasps> yes. Fried catfish rising, of course. That's that's pretty much it. Beastie burgers. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Heavy heavy horse pancakes? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Benefit bacon? <laughs> Saucity egg creams? I, I don't know. Saucity urine Sausa- egg cream? Saucity sausage. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Saucity you're a sausage patty. Saucity you're a sausage patty. <laughs> yeah. Great. Sold. If anyone wants to invest, let us know. Yes. We're in, de- we're in development phase your- right now. <laughs> Your check for $200,000 to moms at fecklessmoms. <laughs> yeah, email moms it, please. <laughs> dot moms. Dot moms. <laughs> hmm. Nick, anything else that we want to say about this song? No, I don't think so. I just I just like the imagery of a magic eider down that you are transported to hell or the, the paradise steakhouse on a magic carpet, but an eider down is a, is a quilt, right? Yeah, eider down <laughs> is, is, is very specifically from a... a, a a duck. It's a baby duck, right? It, it's a it's a specific species of duck oh, that okay. I think is found in like Iceland and Greenland. Oh wow! So it's a very like I in Jules in one of the Jules Verne books I read that there was one of the characters is an eiderdown hunter, and all that means that is that he very patiently waits for the the birds to make their nests, and so then he goes and just takes from the nest some of the down because they use their own down to oh sure to like line the nest because it's cold but i think that's part of the temptation it's the, like oh, oh, oh yeah you're alone in the dark night of the soul let me wrap you in the softest blanket ever created that... psych you're in hell <laughs> yeah. whoops <laughs> oopsie daisies i yeah i it's just it's just such a funny phrase to me Yes, it it always tickles me, and it's it's right out of the gate. Like it's the it's the first, it's in the first lot set of lines. So it's it's yeah. always it's always enjoyable to 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 experience that. I find. Yeah. But other than magic eider down, no. I mean, I think we've I think we've we've gushed sufficiently. We've gushed mm-hmm. we've gushed sufficient about Paradise Steakhouse. I agree. So, Nick, what do we have the pleasure of transporting our fine listeners on an eider down to next week for listening purposes? Next week, we will we will l- l- lie down on an eider down. We'll lie her <laughs> down to <laughs> to Sea Lion Two. Oh, a just when you thought oh. it was safe to go back in the Sea Lion. <laughs> Cage, a wacky number, a yeah. wacky, wacky, wacky jaunt. Yeah, but un- until next week, why don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me, give me something. You got, you got to have something, right? Until next week, you don't have to dine on leftovers. You can create a home cooked meal. Of all five nutritional stars and serve it on a plate of a positive rating for Talk Tell to Me. I'll take it. I'm good with that. Yeah. We'll do. <laughs> yeah. Come on back next week for Sea Lion 2. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, rate us, review us, send us emails. How do you like the podcast? How did you get into Tull? How did you get into Talk Tell to Me? The usual. Moms at FecklessMoms.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah. why don't you 
why don't you check out the other Feckless Moms podcast called hey, Random Encounters? That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. While you're there, if you're if you're a great it's big about nerd monsters. Like me, it's about monsters and Dungeons and Dragons. So who doesn't love that stuff? I, I certainly do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and lots of other people do too, Nick. <laughs> yes, correct. Until next week, I am the fallen angel known as Omen Sade. And I'm the slippery sea lion known as Nick McGill. We are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me. Welcome to the Paradise Steakhouse. How many in your party? Uh, Just the one, thank you. (sighs) All right, you can sit over there by the window. Thank you. Right, here you go, honey. Here's a menu. Sorry about the grease. No, it's okay. It's totally fine. Thank you, uh, Miss Anderson? Yes, that's my name. Would you like a cup of coffee, darling? Yeah, yeah, please. Love the coffee here. There you go. I'll be right back to take your order. Thank you. Benny! Benny, you better stop fooling around and get back to work. God damn you, Benny. You ever touch my daughter again? I'm sorry about that, honey. Um, Do you want to know our specials today? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like something, something different. Yeah, what do you got for specials? Okay, we got uh, today for lunch, we've got the fried mother goose. Okay. Uh, we've got the uh, fat man special. Oh, okay. S- Sounds good. Serenade to a cock vin. Mm-hmm. Hunting girl ham sandwich. Okay. And of course, I'll, I'll wind up waffles or pan dance pancakes with bure butter. Wow, that sounds, that sounds great. I, I, think, I think I'll go for the fat man special, actually. Okay, honey, that's very popular. Do you want that with uh, a side of backdoor angel food cake? Yeah, I, does that come with it as part of it? No, it's extra. Oh, well, yeah, you know what? I, I'll, I'll treat myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some. Yeah, you should. You should. You look like you could use a good meal, sweetie. Yeah, thank you. I mean... Oh, and we have one other special. Oh, what's that? It's uh, Talk Tall to Me as a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network. I, I think I'll have that one, actually. Benny, goddammit! it!